the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Be very glad for a great reward awaits you in heaven. And remember the ancient prophets were persecuted in the same way. Jesus said there's a great reward awaiting you in heaven for enduring false accusations. And he says we're in good company because there are many people in the Bible who had false things said about them. Most of all, Jesus Jesus had false things said about him. God promised Jacob big blessings would wait for him in heaven because of his faithfulness to God, despite false accusations and persecution coming to him at the moment. It was just like Jesus, too, who was persecuted for what he said and did. Today, as you look at Jacob's example with Pastor Dan, you can be sure that reward awaits you, too, if you're faithful to God, even in the face of persecution or opposition. Anyone can oppose you, but no one has power to truly stand against God and be victorious. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Genesis chapter 31 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. Genesis 31, as we are continuing to look at the book of Genesis, we're currently looking at the life of Jacob. We're going to cover the whole chapter, but I'm not going to read through the whole chapter because it's 55 verses. So I'm going to just read the first three verses. Amen. Amen. (laughs) We'll see how it goes today. (laughs) Let's see, verse 1. Now Jacob heard the words of Laban's sons, saying, Jacob has taken away all that was our father's, and from what was our father's he has acquired all this wealth. And Jacob saw the countenance of Laban, and indeed it was not favorable toward him as before. And then the Lord said to Jacob, Return to the land of your fathers and to your family, and I will be with you. Well, in this chapter, Jacob flees from Haran and from his uncle Laban, and he returns back to the promised land of Canaan. He has been in Haran for 20 years. Jacob has had a desire to return to the land of Canaan, to his homeland. If you remember, after he completed his 14-year obligation to Laban, At that point, he asked to leave, but then Laban convinced him to stay longer and delay his return home. And he has stayed in Haran for six additional years at this point. And in chapter 30, we saw last time that Jacob and Laban made an agreement for Jacob to stay. 
And the agreement was that Jacob would keep the speckled and spotted sheep of the flock, which were the uncommon and undesirable sheep. And he would leave Laban with all of the solid colored in the flock, which were the dominant and more desirable of the flock. But then after they made their agreement, Laban removed all the speckled and spotted from the flock, leaving Jacob with only the solid colored sheep and goats, making it very difficult for Jacob. And so Jacob was put at a real disadvantage by Laban. And Laban's intention was to make it harder for Jacob to succeed. But Jacob wasn't discouraged by this. As you know, Jacob did what he knew to do as a shepherd and breeding sheep. And God blessed him. And we saw at the end of chapter 30, the last verse, that God made Jacob exceedingly prosperous and wealthy. Now that brings us to chapter 31, where the story continues. So now six years have gone by. And it says in verse 1, Now Jacob heard the words of Laban's sons, saying, Jacob has taken away all that was our father's, and from what was our father's, he has acquired all this wealth. Over time, as Jacob became prosperous, circumstances changed for him. His relationship with his in-laws soured. Laban's sons accused Jacob of stealing their father's wealth. And this, of course, was false. Jacob didn't steal the wealth of Laban. In fact, the opposite is true. We saw in chapter 30 that Laban's wealth came from Jacob. So he didn't steal his wealth. Jacob's wealth and prosperity were entirely due to Jacob's own efforts and God blessing his efforts. But Laban's sons became envious of Jacob's success, and they began to spread this false accusation about him, accused him of becoming rich by taking the wealth of Laban, their father. And we have seen envy several times in the book of Genesis, going all the way back to Cain and Abel. And this is a theme that keeps repeating in the book of Genesis. And the reason envy keeps coming up is because envy is part of the sin nature. Envy is part of the sin nature. And throughout history, we see people who resent the success of others. Rather than emulate them, they resent them. And like with Laban's sons, often they make up false accusations about the successful and how they acquired their success and their wealth. Envy will distort the truth. Envy will create a false narrative. In your own mind, you can create this whole false narrative about somebody when you're envious of them. If you've ever had someone make false statements about you, then you know it can be very hurtful to have someone say things that just simply aren't true about you. And you may feel compelled to defend yourself, defend your reputation, But the best thing you can do is to let the Lord defend you. He can defend your reputation better than you. In Matthew chapter 5, Jesus said, God blesses you when people mock you and persecute you and lie about you and say all sorts of evil things against you because you are my followers. Be happy about it. Be very glad for a great reward awaits you in heaven And remember, the ancient prophets were persecuted 
in the same way. Jesus said there's a great reward awaiting you in heaven for enduring false accusations. And he says we're in good company because there are many people in the Bible who had false things said about them. Most of all, Jesus. Jesus had false things said about him. It was envy that put Jesus on the cross. Matthew chapter 28, verse 17 says, The religious leaders turned Jesus over to Pilate because of envy. They were envious of his popularity. And they turned him over to Pilate, and then they made false accusations to Pilate about Jesus to condemn him. Now, not only did Laban's sons turn against Jacob, but Laban himself also turned against Jacob. We see in verse 2, And Jacob saw the countenance of Laban. And indeed, it was not favorable toward him as before. Laban's countenance, his attitude towards Jacob changed. Things have changed for Jacob. The relationships have changed now. And so now we see in verse 3, Then the Lord said to Jacob, Return to the land of your fathers and to your family and I will be with you. The Lord spoke to Jacob, telling him to return back home to Canaan. And it's important for us to note here how the Lord got Jacob to leave Haran and move back to Canaan. What did God use to get Jacob to move, to get Jacob to leave? Often God will lead us in the same way that he led Jacob here in the passage. So it's important for us to note the way that God got Jacob to go, the way that God got Jacob to move. First of all, Jacob had a desire to return back to the land of Canaan. You may remember that from chapter 30 last week. As soon as his 14 years of service were completed, Jacob wanted to go home to Canaan. He had a desire for all the years that he was there in Haran. He had a desire a longing to return home to Canaan. And sometimes God will stir up our nest by putting a desire in our heart or by putting a longing in our heart to do something or to to change something. In Psalm 37, verse 4, it says, Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Now, that promise doesn't mean that God will give you what your heart desires. That verse means that if you delight yourself in the Lord, the Lord will put his desires in your heart so that God's desires become your desires. And so God may move us to do something by putting a desire in our heart, by just placing a longing in our heart in the Old Testament. Nehemiah was living in Persia, and he hears a report about the difficulties those living in Jerusalem were facing, and Nehemiah was moved by the report that he heard. And Nehemiah developed just a burden for Jerusalem. And so for Nehemiah, it began with a burden. He hears this report to do something and develops a burden. I remember years ago, the Transparenti family, I I remember calling me before they went to the mission field to the Philippines. They were out in California, and Mark went to this meeting at church, 
And it was about going to the Philippines on a short-term mission trip. And the pastor said something like, if you're open and available and you have time, we sure could use your help. And Mark said, I sat there and I thought, well, I'm available. I've got time. And he began to develop a burden to go to the mission field. And just like with Nehemiah, it began with a burden for Jerusalem And Nehemiah couldn't shake the burden, and God used that burden to move Nehemiah to Jerusalem. In the New Testament, the Apostle Paul writes to the Romans, and he tells them, I long to see you. Paul longed to go to Rome and minister to the believers in Rome, and Paul longed to go to Rome for several years, and eventually he made his way to Rome. Again, the Lord may stir you up, by putting a longing in your heart or a desire in your heart or some kind of burden on your heart. Now, it's important to know that not every longing in the human heart is from God. (laughs) It could be your desire and not God's desire. Pastor Dan will have more to share from today's Ring of Truth study in just a moment. But right now, he'd like to invite you to worship with us this Sunday morning. Here's Pastor Dan to tell you a little more. I heard recently that many people who listen to Christian radio are not part of a local church. Hey, if that's you, I'd like for you to join us this weekend as our guest at Calvary Chapel located in Columbia, Maryland. The teachings you've enjoyed here on Ring of Truth are from messages I've shared with the congregation at Calvary Chapel. We have two meeting times on Sundays at 9 and 11 a.m. You can find out more and get directions at our website, calvaryec.com. That's calvaryec.com. Now let's get back to today's message on Ring of Truth. I have on my phone a little weather app, Isla Mirada, Florida, on that weather app, one of the cities I have listed on there. And I check it periodically, especially when we've got snow and ice storms. It's 79 and sunny in Isla Mirada. The low is going to be 73 today. That's my desire. That's not God's desire. Jeremiah 17, 9 says, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Our heart can deceive us. And so we must exercise discernment. But often God begins to move us by putting a desire in our heart, just as he does with Jacob. Six years before, Jacob had a longing to return to Canaan. God also directs us through our circumstances. That's how he directed Jacob. Jacob's circumstances suddenly changed. Jacob's in-laws were no longer friendly toward Jacob. Jacob fell out of favor with them because of his increased wealth. Listen, God used conflict to move Jacob. He used conflict. Now, again, it's not always the case, but sometimes God will move us by making us uncomfortable in our current circumstances or by conflict. Some conflict suddenly arises out of nowhere, and things become just, you know, too unbearable to stay. And that unbearable situation may actually be the Lord's way of working in your life to move you to something new, just as he does with Jacob. So he puts a desire in Jacob's heart, and then he brings conflict into Jacob's relationships And the third and most important way that God leads us is through his word. Through his word. 
In verse 3, God spoke to Jacob clearly and told him to return to Canaan. God leads us by his word. Psalm 119, verse 105. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. God will direct our steps with his word. And so we always want to have God's word. We always want God to speak into our decisions. We always want to have a verse or verses that we can point to and say, this is how the Lord led me. This is how the Lord spoke to me. This is what he said. And for Jacob, Jacob had, you know, all three of these things together leading him to leave Haran. He had this desire in his heart for years that never went away. His circumstances changed and it became unfavorable for him to stay. And most of all, he had the word of God telling him to go. So he's got a very firm foundation leaving. He's got a level of certainty here leaving, especially because the Lord has spoken to him about going. And so now verse 4, so Jacob sent and called Rachel and Leah to the field to his flock. He called his wives out into the field so they could speak privately. Today you would just go on a walk through your neighborhood with your wife so you could speak privately with her, I guess. And he said to them, I see your father's countenance that it is not favorable toward me as before, but the God of my father has been with me. And you know, verse 5, that with all my might I have served your father. His wives know that he has been a faithful servant to Laban. They've, They've seen it. You know this. You know that with all my might I've served your father, verse 7, yet your father has deceived me and changed my wages Ten times, but God did not allow him to hurt me. So he keeps giving credit back to God in this. He can see the hand of God even in this difficult situation that he finds himself in. If he said thus, the speckled shall be your wages, then all the flocks bore speckled. And if he said thus, the streak shall be your wages, then all the flocks bore streak. So God has taken away the livestock of your father and given them to me, even though Laban has changed Jacob's wages ten times over the last six years, Jacob has been faithful in his service to Laban. If, if you remember, Laban and Jacob agreed that Jacob would keep all the speckled and streaked sheep, but Laban kept changing the agreement. But notice here, Jacob had integrity, and Laban was the deceiver. Jacob kept his part of the agreement in spite of Laban's deception. I mean, think about it. Would you stay at a job if they changed your pay 10 times in six years? You probably would start looking for a new job the first time they changed your pay and deceived you about how much they were going to pay you. And so Jacob sticks it out. He stays there, even though Laban is being deceptive with him, and no matter how Laban changed his wages, God kept showing Jacob favor. So if Laban said Jacob can keep only the speckled sheep, all the lambs that were born were speckled. And then if Laban switched it and said that he can only keep the streaked sheep, all the lambs were streaked. It didn't matter. <laughs> it didn't matter. God kept showing Jacob favor no matter what Laban tried to pull. I love this. You know, Jesus said, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. 
In Psalm 118, it says, The Lord is on my side. I will not fear. What can man do to me? The schemes of man cannot prevail against the plan of God. If the Lord is on your side, you have nothing to fear, no matter what man may try to do to you, no matter what deceptive plan somebody may come up with against you. If the Lord is on your side, they're just not going to prevail. You know, the religious leaders thought if they crucified Jesus, that that would be the end. Then we'd be done with him. Then he'd be gone. But what happened? Three days later, he rose again from the dead. (laughs) Not even death could stop Jesus. Not even the grave. And if the Lord's on your side, you've got nothing to fear. What can man do? And Jacob could see this in his six years of Every time Laban would change the rules and move the goalposts, God would adjust and things would still play out favorably for Jacob. And so verse 10, And it happened at the time when the flocks conceived that I lifted my eyes and saw in a dream, and behold, the rams which leaped upon the flocks were streaked, speckled, and gray-spotted. Then the angel of God spoke to me in a dream. So he's given dreams by the Lord, The angel of God, who is Jesus Christ, speaks to him in this dream and says to Jacob, and Jacob says, here I am. And he's explaining all of this to his wife, this vision that God has given him, this dream and how the Lord appeared to him in this dream and spoke to him in this dream. In verse 12, he said, lift your eyes now and see and all the rams which leap on the flocks are streaked, speckled and gray spotted for I have seen all that Laban is doing to you. Verse 13, I am the God of Bethel, where you anointed the pillar and where you made a vow to me. Now arise, get out of this land and return to the land of your family. Jacob shares with his wives that the Lord has appeared to him in a dream and spoke to him about the circumstances with Laban and showed Jacob the favor that he was receiving in the sheep and the breeding of the sheep. And notice in verse 13 is so important. The Lord says, I am the God of Bethel, where you anointed the pillar 20 years ago. Isn't that awesome? I'm the God who appeared to you at Bethel 20 years ago. It's like God appears again and says to Jacob, do you remember the promises I made to you at Bethel before you even left Canaan? And came to Haran. Do you remember what I said to you, Jacob? At Bethel, when you anointed that pillar that you set up? Remember that whole thing? Back in chapter 28, I'll just read it to you. One of the things that the Lord said to Jacob at Bethel, Behold, I am with you and will keep you wherever you go, and will bring you back to this land, for I will not leave you until I have done what I have spoken to you. Now it's 20 years later, and God is still with Jacob. He hasn't left him. God doesn't leave us either. God doesn't leave us. He's promised to be with us always. And God promised to keep Jacob, and God has kept Jacob all these years for 20 years, and God has kept us. God has been faithful to us, hasn't he? And God promised to bring Jacob back to the promised land one day. And now God says, arise, Jacob, and get out of this land and return to the land of your family. God is keeping his promise to Jacob. 
And God will keep all of his promises to those who put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ. All his promises are yes and amen for the believer. He asked me how I know, and I say, bring truer than the finest crystal. You've been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton as he teaches verse by verse through the book of Genesis. This Old Testament book of history and the start of what God created teaches you much about God's plan for the future. We hope you'll continue to tune in for Pastor Dan's studies. If you ever have any questions about what you've heard or would like someone to pray with, would you give us a call? You can reach us by calling 410-491-4592. Once again, that number is 410-491-4592. You can also fill out the prayer request form at calvaryec.com. Just click on the Connect tab to access it. We'd love to meet you in person, too. If you're in Columbia, Maryland, please join us this weekend for worship and studying Scripture together at Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. There'll be time to meet your brothers and sisters in Christ, too, and to spend time in prayer. We look forward to sharing this time of worship together with you. You'll find service times and directions at our website, calvaryec.com. While you're there, please be sure to check out additional teachings from the Bible. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. Once more, that's calvaryec.com. That's all we have time for today. There's much more to gain through this study through the book of Genesis. So be sure to join us next time on Ring of Truth. J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.